You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good practice, team. Okay, it's time for the easiest part of any coach's job. The cuts. Now, while I wasn't able to cut everyone I wanted to, I have cut a lot of you. Wendell is cut. Rudy is cut. Janie, you're gone. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Reporting is Eligible, our second official episode of the season. Um, uh, Danny, my brother, who is a patron, as you all know, um, asked a question that I have to answer because he paid money for it, which is, um, do you guys have RAS scores? What are your RAS scores? And he was kidding, but we do because as part of Acme Packing Company, we actually did a, a column where we all did the drills and many of us got hurt. Um, I actually didn't get hurt doing the drills, but I got hurt trying to improve upon them about a month later. Um, and uh, so we do have them, though. So we can do intro. So I'm Paul Noonan. I write for Acme Packing Company, Shepherd Express. And I, as a place kicker, I'm a 0.46 RAS, which is, uh, that is 0.46. It's very, very bad, as you would expect. Um, and uh, filling in for, for JR today, um, we have uh, Tyler Brook from Acme Packing Company also, who did not register as because he was one of the many people to get um, hurt during drills. Uh, what, what'd you do, Tyler? Yeah, so I'm pretty proud. I got two reps on bench press at 225. No big deal. Never done that before. I don't remember what my vertical jump was. I, was it in the, did I get to the 20s? Uh, 26. 26. Yep. I'll take that. So I was doing really well. Like I was really pumped about my scores, thought I was going to have a really solid RAS for a non-athlete. And then uh, I pulled uh, an abductor muscle or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> trying to improve on my vertical jump after like, ah. the sixth attempt. So uh, like a month after um, I we did this, I was at uh, the Two Brothers Brewery here in Illinois. And there's like, an elementary, or not an elementary school, but like a, a kid's park next to it. And they have a Ninja Warrior course with a timer, like where you, you like hit the button and it starts timing and next to it they had a 40 yard dash with a timer same deal like you line up it counts you down and you run 40 yards and it tells you your time like it's just there for you it's like well we have to do that and had friends and i did one and it was really slow and i was like i can do better than that and i was doing better than that but then i just ripped a hamstring to shreds um two-thirds of the way down the track so yeah Yeah. not so good and uh in in kansahoma i believe uh as per usual uh with a 0.63 i believe yes uh, my name is Matt. You can call me Matub, Acme Packing Company, Meme Weaver, and General Twitter Rabble Rouser. Um, I, as a place kicker, I dominate the weight. I have a 926 Raz for my weight. Um, so my vert, uh, I got 24. Uh, and I do believe, shoutouts to Justice Mosqueda, uh, I am very good at scapular retraction and depression, which allows you to cheat two inches on your vertical. <laughs> Yeah, we have learned all, not, the, all the ways to cheat that, which is nice. I, um, I did not break six seconds in the 40, and I did not break eight seconds in the three cone. Head would not draft me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I got nine reps in bench. Yeah, Ted would not draft any. Actually, 
Yeah. Uh, Tyler, I think, is probably a good athlete. He's actually a football coach. Matt is, too. He's a powerlifter. I'm not. I'm just a guy. So I'm <laughs> I'm sort of the replacement level player here. So, um, But th- that's the answer to your question, Danny. So, so now you know. Um, so today is a cut down day, uh, which is kind of it's kind of exciting but it is kind of a a, it's a bummer for everybody cut but it is uh it's always full of mystery and intrigue though the packers not too much but uh um they're they're not they took forever they're down to their 53 now and there were i would say quite a few surprises and nobody really knows what they're gonna do but um they ended up with a little bit of a weird construction when it was all said and done especially given some areas where i think we all viewed them as weak like at edge rusher where they are now weaker <laughs> or, or at least less deep um and they only have two running backs so um tyler goodson um god bless him was cut early in the day and we we're like oh patrick taylor we had a big debate like that's maybe smart he's a good blocker and then at the very end of the day he got cut too <laughs> so <laughs> um i guess to start off with just guys who are you most surprised by first of all getting cut off the team tyler you can go first Am I allowed to say Nate Becker? It was very fun seeing both of my worlds colliding <laughs> with a, Car- a Carmel High School kid getting signed on and then very quickly no longer being with the team. Um, that one wasn't much of a surprise, but uh, I will say uh, I heard a lot of good things about him. He was apparently a late bloomer. He did not really start in high school, fun oh. fact. Um, as far as surprises, though, I mean, um, Heflin a little bit, you know, yeah. a lot of people were very excited about him last preseason. Uh, and we just kept waiting for, you know, this flashes whenever he did play, although sparingly last season. So I was a little disappointed. Chris Slayton, too, you know, mostly because I thought he he looked very good in that first preseason game. And you saw a lot of flashes. Could it be against just inferior competition and they didn't trust him against, you know, ones? I think that's probably fair. Um, who else do they have? I guess Winfrey. He just got completely kumaroed. <laughs> he did. Uh, oh man! Just an epic Aaron fashion. is Aaron's the kiss of death at this point. He really is. Um, I was also surprised at that, but I shouldn't like. We should not have been surprised about that. We let media talk us into that one because he's not good. He's just a guy. He didn't put up good stats. He's not that good an athlete. He just knows the system. So um, I, I I don't wish ill on Juwan Winfrey for getting cut, but. I think they made the smart choice there, and I'm happy. Uh, Samari, Samari Torre is my guy, and I'm glad he made it. That's my happiest part. Um, that's that's great. I was surprised and they we, cut Goodson, by like, the way. Like That was well, my best went, one. Paul, you went through the the stages of grief with Torre <laughs> throughout the Everybody week. convinced me he was gone. Like Math didn't work <laughs> if they kept Winfrey. It just didn't. So I'm very happy they didn't. Yay. Um, I'm surprised they get let Goodson go just because uh, I think Texan Justice mes- mentioned this on the repack. Like, I think he might actually get claimed. Like, most guys don't yeah. get claimed. Most guys make it through waivers, come back to the practice squad, especially rookies, especially undrafted rookies. But uh, he showed pretty well in preseason. And, I mean, you can find any any dumb running back to run between the tackles. Um, it, you cannot find one to catch passes out on the wings and do something with it. And he he did that. So... I think he might get pounced on. Yeah. I mean, he's a very ideal third down back, right? You yeah. Know, the pass catching ability, he's pretty tough. I like physical running backs, right? Like guys that don't shy away from contact. Too many guys like dancing. So <laughs> that, that's a bummer. That's a bummer, um, especially because they didn't keep Taylor either. So I don't know what the the plan is. Probably just putting Taylor on the practice squad. I think so, yeah. Probably. I think Goodson, will, if he doesn't get claimed, if oh, yeah, yeah. that's where he'll end up, he might get claimed though um i i was i think 
we are all surprised by all of the edge rushers getting cut too, right? Like, yeah, uh, like I, I think all of them. It was like one at a time where it was like I remember when Kobe Jones was still there, and we were like, okay, that's okay. He, he played okay, he showed out a few times, and then he got cut. We're like, who's who's left? Like, <laughs> who? If one of the two big guys goes down, what happens to this team at that point? Um, it's an area where you do need some depth, and uh, I assume they'll be active on plucking other people. But man, it's rough right now. I remember how excited we were before that first playoff game about having two units of healthier edge rushers with Merciless and Zarius coming. <laughs> yes, back. I do. <laughs> God damn it! Now it's still nothing. It's uh, it's pretty bad. So they, uh, who did they, who did they get cut it outside they, line? They, oh, they they cut Ladarius Hamilton and Le, Kobe yeah, and and Kobe. Yeah, they, they kept JJ, um, and Jonathan Garvin, and Tippa the over. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Garvin. What did he do to win a job? Uh, Exist, I guess. I don't yeah. know. All right. On the plus side, though, who are you guys surprised to see and happy to see make it? For me, that's obviously Wait, I, Samari. Yeah. Oh, Matub, who were you surprised got cut? Uh, oh, surprised oh, oh, yeah, got cut. We skipped you. Yeah. Um, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Caleb Jones, uh, I kind of thought was going to be like, they're going to keep as a project. Yeah, Tyler's shaking his head. I think it was um, close on him, but I agree with you. I think you. he's I wasn't a good surprised. I think he's a good practice squad candidate. Just like he's just like a monstrous human being. I just I like I like watching the big dudes. I guess I'm, um, I'm surprised Walker made it more than Jones didn't. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. As an IU grad, it, at, at first I was shocked great. that they cut Sean Davis, <laughs> and now it's going around that uh, he actually had a knee injury. Yeah. So yeah, they they released him with an injury settlement. Did did they not? I think. Um, I think it was suspected injury settlement. Okay. I don't know if I've actually seen that confirmed or not um oh and if you were to ask like literally anybody in i'm smarter than you twitter uh fulgham is the most surprising cut really oh yeah because like his four weeks in 2020 where he was good, oh yeah but <laughs> like i legit there were legitimate check marks with uh five figure followers talking about how he was he would have been the wide receiver one and better than lazard and that's ridiculous, though. He was just uh, pre-game fodder, not pre, uh, pre-season fodder, so that they wouldn't get people hurt. Yeah. Well, I guess word from Eagles fans is he's a terrible practicer. Like he just, <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but they're like he's terrible in practice. Yeah, it happens. Guys are like that. Some guys are are just yes. bad influences. All right, so on to more happy stuff. Who, who are you guys happy made it? Um, other than Samari, who I am obviously Abernathy hurt. all yeah. day. All day, twice on Sunday. <laughs> also, a good story, um, kind of from um, afterthought into making the fifty-three. We, can we we talk about how this poor bastard got like two weeks off of football? Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> he played a whole USFL season. It's two weeks off, and then comes to training camp. Did you notice him in the USFL when you were watching it? Yes, he was monstrous in the USFL. He was all star. Wow, nice. Yeah, he absolutely like like he's one of those guys who his Raz shows up like like you're like okay there's no way that he gets it like kind of like um when you watch savage's college tape oh yeah like he he'll like come out of left field like he will enter the film that's kind of how abernathy was in the usfl nice i'm happy about that one i actually think he is uh, i think he has upside uh, to be more than just fodder i think he actually might be good good which i'm always happy to see those guys stick around i love high res safeties who uh are are, are have some size to them a little bit of heft we have 
like one of my Darnell Savage things is just that he's pretty teeny and uh, he can lay, he can hit, but he gets hurt. So I, I like, I like Abernathy. Big up on him. Um, I, wh- why were people surprised Coco made it? By the way, because somebody has to do that job. <laughs> I, I saw it listed as by a bunch of people. Like he made the team. Like who else was gonna? He must have improved greatly. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I suppose so. Tyler, anybody you were happy made it that weren't those two? I was like, I've got to be one, so I pulled up the roster and nope, no, nope, that's <laughs> it. Okay. I, I do um, love. I'm really surprised. You know, uh, Jack Coco. I like. I'm really I like saying Quay Walker. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say you come up here, and be like, I'm really surprised Quay Walker made it. That dude sucks. <laughs> How dare you, man? Yep. He's the first pick. I'm excited. <laughs> linebackers coach gets to watch good Packers linebackers this year. It's gonna be great. Ah, uh, first time in a long, long time. I just this this is gonna be the year where where the complete transformation of Paul's opinion on inside linebacker happens. I'm where he's like, where, where, but now you're like, well, yeah, I can see the value in it when you have, when you have a really good linebacking core, like how it's a little different. And now you're going to be like draft all the linebackers. <laughs> I'm kind of there already, honestly, just, um, I, I feel like the, the positional value thing works a lot better on offense than it does on defense, just because you can always pick on defense. So you can always pick on weak people. You need everybody to be good. And uh, like, I get that traditionally the linebacker position is like just run filler, like guys run up between, it's singletary. It's, you know, a guy who gets too much credit, who busts between people who are better in front of him and gets credit for cleaning up messes that he didn't really do anything about. And that's just not what the position is anymore. And like, now you need guys who can do that and cover. And if you don't have one, you end up like the Packers have for the past several years getting destroyed in the middle of the field and watching Levante David and Devin White like prove to you why it's better to have that so I'm kind of there like on defense I just think there aren't any that like positional value is not really a thing um it's it's just that if you have any weak points it'll get picked on and picked on and picked on and it doesn't really matter where it is so that's fair I'm there I've never thought I've never thought of it that way that makes sense <laughs> it does it's it's one of the, I disagree with PFF a lot on this I think their work calculation is very very not applicable to defense i do think they have a point about corners being valuable because you do need so many of them um that it gets there's a big drop off from like your first to your fifth corner which is you know that's who comes in if number one goes out on a lot of plays Uh, but uh other than that like you need everybody you can't get by without without a at least average group out there they're uh they're getting better but uh not there yet all right. Um, let's see. Um, who, who do you think? Um, first of all, who do you think gets practice squatted of the cuts, and who do you think actually gets sniped? Like we talked about, Goodson. Anybody else likely to actually get picked up by someone else, or are we gonna have our pick of the litter here? Going through. I'm curious about Danny Etling. I, would, I don't know what teams need a third third quarterback. I, I would give him like if I was the the Lions, I would steal him in two seconds. Yeah. Uh, uh, if I actually, Wait, you, mean, you mean the Lions taking a cast off from the Packers quarterback room? Never. Not not to get too <laughs> NFC North heavy, but the Vikings backup right now is Sean Mannion. No, I'm um, sorry, Nick Mullins, right? Um, yeah. They cut Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond. They traded for Nick, Nick Mullins sucks. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play. Um, I, I know Justice has his taking out RPOs and play action quarterback stats, and I think he was the worst passer in football uh, last time he played significant downs. And that checks out on tape. He sucks. So 
like they should get at Lang, who maybe isn't that great, but is better than what they're throwing out. So a lot of guys, could, a lot of teams could use him, and I kind of agree with that. Uh, but I'm a big quarterback swiper. Um, I would always grab any preseason star with any arm strength that I saw. Um, oh, speaking of preseason star with arm strength, uh, word on the street is that the Broncos might look at Tim Boyle Laser Show. Oh come on! I mean, <laughs> I mean they have Hackett, so I, that. <laughs> It makes some sense, but why would you employ Tim Boyle at this point? Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's gotten so many chance. Maybe he's a great clipboard holder, but I don't think he is because he'd still be like around if he was. <laughs> he's got a cannon. Like that's. I know that's everybody it. gets everybody gets um, bemused, enslaved by the arm strength. But come on, it's ridiculous. He's terrible. Uh, so, for by the way, for my answers, I would say that. Uh, um. Yeah, besides Goodson, like if we can't pick Goodson, I think someone is going to look at Winfrey because Rodgers was was talking <laughs> him up. Maybe he'll end up on the Bills. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm looking through it too. I think, yeah, I think, and then, like I said before, I hope Caleb Jones makes a practice squad. Yeah. Um, I could see, um, actually, I could see Ishmael Hyman getting a few looks as well. Um, he, <laughs> what? I can't say that dude's name without making a joke. Like it's it's, it's a traditional name. Like it's physically impossible. <laughs> it's the the jokes just pop out. Matub's just like tweaking because he can't get a joke uh, off. Um, he played pretty well, and uh, one thing uh, probably not because the league is lousy with receivers. There's tons of them. Um, but he, he played well enough that I would actually give him a look. He, he he was impressive. I wish I could see more of him, and I hope he is back on the practice squad. Uh, Travis Fulgham can go away though. I don't have any. Use for that. Um, no, Give not. me a Cabianento. Put him on there. Heflin, I guess, in case someone goes down. Yeah. Or Slayton. Give me one of the two. I wonder if Rico Gafford actually makes it through. I, I thought he'd make it. He was a little bit of a surprise for me. I thought he might make yeah. it. Special teams value, too. Um, so, that. I made, I made a very niche joke about Rico in the Slack chat. Like, oh, I was surprised Rico was cut. And I was like, oh, I bet he committed a crime, crime. with the mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh the rico statute <laughs> i mean i don't how many people are going to get that reference just me and uh, anybody who follows Pope no, I don't free, <laughs> you free, free young thug except probably don't free young yeah. <laughs> all right so i, I think uh, we're, we're plowing through stuff here but um where do you think they'll end up sniping a few people themselves because they're Ooh. clearly weak in a few positions um and you know we've talked about the, the, i think the last couple guys on the roster i think Toure was probably one of them i think rashid was probably one of them um they're probably still in some danger because if too many good people pop up um, and some are out there already sometimes those guys get cut the next day uh, so they're definitely weak in a few positions uh, you got uh, tyler in, in particular see anybody out there that you want to add um, yeah the problem is with waiver priority, right? Like yeah, obviously they're very they're low. And so you should probably focus on the positions that you're thin at, like with edge and safety. Maybe you can make an argument for corner. But I want Tyler Johnson out of Tampa <laughs> Bay so bad. He's just a big body, 6'1". Matt LaFleur will fall in love with how strong he is. He makes a ton of contested catches. I have no idea if he can block, but he's got the size and strength that I think LaFleur will bust into Gutekunst office like we need him. I saw some tape on him blocking today. I think he'll he can do it. Um he looked pretty good doing in limited reps for Tampa doing so. So uh I agree with that. He was sort of a 
a, a scouting and a nerd favorite coming out of school. He was very, very productive in college. He didn't test, I think, is the big thing with yeah. him. And uh, uh, he, he was, I, I assume, injured at the time. So nobody really is quite sure how good of an athlete he is. He just seems like a really good one. Um, so I, I'm with you. I'd like to see him as well. Um, any any edge guys out there that you or safeties, frankly, <laughs> that you've noticed so far? I've been scouring and I haven't seen any. Oh, uh, someone just got cut from the Falcons, who you might have heard of. Oh yeah, who's that? Safety by the name of Henry Black. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> wow. uh, I know we were looking at Deshaun Gibson earlier today, but he is, I think, kind of bad. Um, I, I don't. Any anybody else that you've noticed that might be any good? Well, someone who there's someone who Henry wasn't Black. cut. Well, someone who wasn't cut that I would actually like to look at as a possible trade target because there were trade rumors would be Darius Slayton. Everyone yeah. was kind of expecting him to get cut by the Giants, and I honestly think if you call him up and offer a sixth, it might might take you up on it. Hmm, he's good. I would do that. I uh, Devon Kennard got released, and I mean he's not like an exciting player, but he's a veteran and he's been around for a while, and he has some production in his career. So was, at this point, he, that's just all I want. I'll take that. Just, did, didn't he find out that he was cut on Twitter? Oof. There was brutal. someone who was like, "Like, wow, it's cold out here." Like they were retweeting a uh, them getting cut. I think it was. Um, <laughs> I think so. Is is Adrian Amos the most important person on the defense? Yes. I feel like as he, you said he, last week, he is right. <laughs> if he gets hurt, they're just screwed at a position. That's wonder it. what. To, well, uh, who was it? They like said to uh, Morgan Burnett officially retired today as a Packer. Yep. And there that, were a lot of people that were like, are you sure he should retire? He'd make the squad. That that joke writes itself. I mean, that joke was a million times in, in the making today. Uh, I made the joke. Uh, I was like, oh, so here's your uh, one-day contract? And he goes, uh, this says one year. Oh, that yeah. must be a typo. <laughs> Sorry about uh, that. Suit up. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I made the only unique Morgan Burnett joke today. Really? So Morgan Burnett was the last good third round pick. He was. So with him retiring, That's the true. curse may be broken. And by the way, zero <laughs> Richard Rogers apologists in my mentions. He, he's not good. Right. There shouldn't be. So. That's correct. He, are there Richard Rogers apologists out there? <laughs> he played for a decade. Okay. <laughs> he's like he's like poor man's um, Bubba Franks. That's what Richard Rogers is, which is also <laughs> also not a good player. How dare Honestly, you? There were there were multiple <laughs> times where <laughs> Jesus Christ. There were multiple times where I was like, I would rather have Justin Perillo than Richard Rogers. Uh speaking of tight end, it has been a disaster for a little while now. Um I saw I saw OJ Howard was cut. Um he is I, I don't know how to explain what OJ Howard is. Occasionally good, very inconsistent, great athlete. Um and any any desire for that one there? I yes. I, yeah. Yeah, strong. He's yes. only twenty-seven. He's young. I feel like, yeah. No, I feel like he's been in the league for like twenty years. That's because every year he's like a, a fantasy speculation. Um, he this is his breakout. He's going to be great. Um, and then he is kind of sometimes, but not really. And he gets hurt a lot. Um, he is kind of the Austin Safarian's Jenkins role. Um, whenever like every other year they trade off his fantasy maybe studs. So. He's, I, I would take, like the youth makes me want to take a shot on him. I think with air, the the thing that gets me is he's played with Brady. It's not like he's played with garbage quarterbacks and like has that to be depressed about. Uh, sometimes I'll be like, get a guy with Aaron, but you know Jared Cook with Aaron, great, perfect. That maybe you get that. Um, but I'd feel better about it if he had played with like you know Drew Locke instead of Tom Brady. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm looking at his stats right now, and he hasn't put up numbers since 2018. 2019 was sort of okay, I guess. He only had one touchdown, though. Um, 2020 and 2021 are interesting. He only played in four games in 2020 and had 146 yards on 11 catches with uh, two touchdowns. 2021, he appeared in 17 games and had worse stats. Yeah, he did. He was not good. I don't think he cared. Yep. I only see players who do not play for the Packers or Colts in the lens of I watched them in college. (laughs) For me, OJ Howard was just phenomenal. He was phenomenal in Alabama. Um, I would just really like to see him get an opportunity Um, because I think they have too many guys that are like do one specific thing. Right. And Mercedes Lewis is getting close to the end of his career. So I think OJ Howard is a good guy that you can bring in with a, you know, somewhat all around skill set. If Lewis goes down or ultimately retires year, just someone to, you know, think about. Oh, and um, during the misadventures of fart McDuty, uh, Mercedes got cut at the 53. Of course he did. Um, I would like Austin Allen, but nobody will do that. I'm, I'm alone in this. I, I just want to put it out there that uh, he will actually be a good tight end someday, and he will be on the, <laughs> the Giants practice squad for this year. So He's good. He was very, very good at Nebraska. They, they just didn't throw enough passes because they're stupid. Are you trying to recreate the Cornhuskers offense for the 2022 <laughs> Green Bay Packers? A little bit. So, I mean, part of my problem is – that uh, just on ROPS and on efficiency stats generally, their skill position players pop. They show up, and uh, it's part of them being their their stupid selves of, you know, we lose every game by one score, and we actually play pretty well against good competition. And so they look good statistically. I, 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 was, I saw a lot of people predicting Nebraska would beat Northwestern in Ireland last weekend. I was like, no, they won't. They lost all their good skill position players. They lost their quarterback, who's worth something. Again, I know the new guy's pretty good too, but they lost Toure and they lost Allen. They're gonna they're gonna suck, and of course they're Nebraska, so they're dumb, and they did, and they are dumb still to this day. Um, if they were a smarter team, they would have uh, kept those three skill position players and fired Scott Frost, who is one of the worst coaches in football. Just just an idiot. Don't be mean to Jesse Plemons, okay? <laughs> I don't know who that is, so I won't. Oh my gosh, it's a guy from Breaking Bad and Friday Night Lights that looks exactly like Scott Frost. Ah, okay. If you Google it, you freaked out. Yeah, Paul, if you Google it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one of the good things about Cut Down Day is that most of these guys don't actually matter. Um, we, haven't yep. actually, we, we haven't seen any players who matter play, really, in the preseason at all. Almost all of them have been held out. Um, Aaron Rodgers hasn't played. And nobody worth anything is really... Rashawn Gary hasn't played. Um, so that's all good. So we, we tend to all overrate rookies and the impact they're going to have. Um, but the, the, the Packers have a lot of them and a lot of them at positions where they do need a little bit of help. Um, so Tyler, do you think, who do you think we'll see most of as the season starts up here and who's going to just take kind of a developmental year and we shouldn't have too much, too much hope on. Well, I am so glad you asked. Let's start yeah. with the first pick Quay Walker. Quay Walker. Um, I mean, how exciting is it again, just to reiterate having two inside backers that are going to be awesome like that's gonna be very fun uh, um and they're very similar players which i do find a little bit odd uh, but it's been quite hard to run on this team yeah it is for the first time in forever i can't i know last time they had a good run defense was 2010 it, it really was calm down Kristen bell <laughs> that's a I'm frozen not, joke for oh anyone who missed 
I'm not entirely sold on how much Devontae Wyatt's going to play, at least early on. Yeah. Um, they seem pretty convinced on Jaron Reed starting in this lineup. Um, not sure what's going on. I mean, we're only looking from the outside. Um, so preseason, he hasn't really popped. At least it sounded like from the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. So yep, with you I'm on that. to see more of him. Uh, offense, I think it's a different story. I think you're going to see a few guys that are pretty hefty contributors. I mean, I think the Romeo Dobbs hype is warranted. And I have written stuff in the offseason about how excited we were about Dobbs. Yeah. So pretty uh I don't, it's pretty awesome seeing that one pan out. Yeah. I don't think Watkins is gonna stick very long. I I, I yeah. just don't I think he's a mediocre talent. I think there's a reason he's moved around so much. And uh I think he's just an easy guy to outcompete. It's nice to have a veteran presence there, but I think that spot is sort of right for the taking. And with all of the positional diversity they use. Dobbs will get plenty of time, so I'm with you yeah. on that. Um, what, what do you think about Watson, on the other hand? See, I think it's easy to just say that Dobbs could have the better rookie season, but Watson could have the better career just because of the athleticism alone. I mean, he's a ridiculous athlete. He's easy, I think he was easily the hardest evaluation of a top 62 player Agreed. when you watched. Because, yeah, you see the athleticism. A lot of his explosive plays are just off coverage. And North Dakota rotates the receivers so much because they run this double fullback, 32 personnel stuff all the time. Um, so it's, it's really hard to get a full and do. So um, I think I think he takes a little bit longer getting out of the gate, but all accounts are just that Dobbs is ready to go. Um, biggest questions I have are O-linemen. Yeah. Uh, Ryan seems like he's been a bit of a disappointment so far, at least hasn't earned a starting job. But Zach Tom... He was one of the guys I watched like right before the draft. I think the week of the draft because I started hearing his name. He was one of my favorite offensive linemen I watched because, I mean, you see the measurables. You're like, that's a pretty small offensive tackle. Yep. And you find out he played center. But he has some of the best feet you'll ever see in an offensive lineman. Yeah, technically he seems just outstanding. And yeah. I think it really comes like, uh, okay, uh, the thing that keeps coming back to us on this is uh, how would you differentiate him from Jason Spriggs as a player? <laughs> one of them can handle inside moves there you go that's one start and I, I know matt has the, the gif of jason spriggs putting his arm up late but uh you know also a raz superstar and and light for the position he played so yeah um it, I, i'm always kind of skeptical when they grab guys that light but man in this case it looks like they had a legit reason for it it's the it's the foot quickness and the lateral movements i mean guys can change directions on him and was them like nothing nothing happened He's exceptionally athletic. He's versatile, which is what we love in our Packers offensive linemen. Stenovich will put the best five out there, regardless of what position they are, you know, traditionally play. Um, and as long as Bakhtiari and Elton are healthy, like how can you not be excited about, you know, if you can have an interior theoretically of Jenkins, Myers, um, oh my gosh, Runyon, who <laughs> Runyon, actually yeah. like <laughs> oh my gosh. I wrote Natalia. I like him last year, and I just completely forgot his name for a second. That, the best, JRJ, uh, dog. The best part about know. JRJ, though, is that he's forgettable. Like, he just doesn't screw yeah. up. He's just on the inside, and he's he never good. calls his name. Yeah. He is good. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not, I'm still curious about if – I think Tom deserves to be in that starting lineup. Of, and I just don't know if they want to put him at tackle or guard yeah. and kick Jenkins out to tackle. Um, contract-wise, it would make sense for Jenkins to want to play tackle. Um, <laughs> I think that's where the dilemma happens. Yep. It's funny. Last year, I tweeted that uh, Elton Jenkins was going to make All Pro first team at three different parts of the line. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. He's capable of it. That's that's the good thing about him. 
he's the best to have back. All right, really quick before we get to questions this, for this week, uh, JR just wanted to uh, have us point out, and I agree with this. We talked uh, last last episode. We talked about Matt Ariza fairly significantly before we knew about all the charges. And oh, jeez. Um, yep. So d- just really quick, like we didn't know that at the time, and uh, yeah, we all I think are in agreement. He's a huge asshole, likely a criminal. Uh, we'll keep it alleged at, at the moment, but. Uh, and I mean, he admitted to at least one crime. Yeah, he did. That's true. Um, <laughs> th- there could be worse ones, but the statutory one, that is correct. Uh, so, yeah, he's obviously a huge dirtball. We won't be referring to him by his nickname anymore, and I'm glad we don't have him. We also got a couple of DMs after the fact saying that there'd been some talk of him in trouble, um, rumors out there. And I just want to clarify, we didn't know about those. If if we know about those, we'll you know mention it and... Uh, say hey they got a red flag for makeup on them like i'll I'll just tell you um, i wrote an article earlier this year um on underrated people via rops and one of them was samari Ture, but one of them was kevin austin uh, notre dame's receiver and i had a bunch of people uh um, journalists and other people dm me that guy has some red flag he has some problems he's gotten into a lot of fights in in the locker room just so you know like he is in fact what everything you said he's a good athlete um he puts he put up great stats but there's a problem there. So when we hear that stuff, we'll mention it. Didn't hear it on Matt Ariza. And uh, yeah, glad glad we did not draft him. <laughs> very, very glad. Hope he gets uh, everything that he has coming to him. So anyway, uh, on that note, sorry about that. And uh, let, let's move on to questions. We got quite a few of them. So uh, Tyler, I believe, has the honors this week. And first from okay. Patreon, of course. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, I'm do my best JR voice. Let me get in character, into character. Uh, Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks, articles, <laughs> lists, okay. I'm ready. Good job. Perfect. Mark Scarby asks, on the mini pod, Paul said he believes Jordan Love can be a useful QB, but not a star QB. If that is how he turns out, was the trade-up for him a good or bad decision? Ah, I don't like ex post facto thinking like that, Um, but probably bad. Um, If you're, if you get an average QB, it's, 
it's really not good enough 99% of the time. It's not like you can't win without one, but it's really hard, and you have to build a team around them. And uh, I, my quarterback philosophy is always you should churn them until you got a superstar because when you get a superstar, you're good for a decade. And um, it's the easiest way to be good. It's the easiest way to build a team. Uh, it's, it's hard to find them, but it, it once you have them, everything is so much simpler than if you don't. So uh, I, I don't think it's good. And um, I, I've said this before. I, I have a short leash for my quarterback picks. And, uh, you know, I've said many times that I think Jordan Love is bad. He has, to his credit, improved a lot this year. He really has. Um, but he's still really inconsistent. Even in that uh, two games ago, I think was his best game by far as a professional. Um, but his last game, he was just inconsistent deep. He actually threw pretty good in the flat, which had been a problem for him, but just couldn't hold it all together. Maybe he will get it all together, but um, I, I I just don't think it's it's going to work out. And I think he's an average at best quarterback. And yeah, I think that makes it a bad trade-up. I don't know. Anybody disagree? You're free to. I'm a big fan of this is the first time we've mentioned the most recent football game played in this. Podcast. That's a good point. <laughs> That's great. Uh, also, like nobody can evaluate. Uh, so I, actually, I'm curious, like Tyler, what did you think of him last game? Because I I'm tend to be harsher on him than most. I, uh, like I saw Buko out there praising the hell out of him and a lot of the other media seemed to be pretty positive on him. I was not. He looks a little more decisive and not terrified like that Kansas city game. Um, That's good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just don't think I, I feel like his throws too long. He is not as athletic as he looks like he could be. Yep. Um, there's just not a lot going for him. He's he like, he's super long limbed. Do you think he could like run around and make guys? I don't know. There's a lot. I'm not a fan of as, other point. Your quarterback building philosophy. I feel like if I don't have a top 10 pick, then I'm just waiting until day two, day three. And just throwing darts on quarterbacks. And Absolutely, totally. Uh, like that's how the Packers kind of worked in the Favre era for a long, long time, yeah. and went through a lot of them. Um, and I also feel like I'm getting a little cocky here, but like I picked out Tyler Huntley, who I would like to have had on my team just to evaluate. And I do think Skylar Thompson, who was a seventh round pick this year, is pretty good. And the Dolphins kept him on their 53. Like they have Teddy Bridgewater, who they kept as backup, but they didn't expose him to waivers. They actually. They kept him around, which you don't often see for seventh-round quarterbacks. So, uh, I'm with that philosophy. I would always have a latter-day one, and I would quickly evaluate them and move on or keep. Wait, you like you like latter-day quarterbacks? So, like Steve Young, or <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure, yes. <laughs> you can actually read all about Paul's QB uh, ops. How do we how do we pronounce? We say QB ops. QB ops. You can read all about Paul's Cubops in the Science of Football coming to stores in like a week, which holy crap. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I can't wait to get it. I, I, my pre-order notice for shipping actually came to me the other day. So Okay. I just ordered 38 copies. So <laughs> <laughs> so when when does the audiobook drop and who's the who's going to be reading it? <laughs> It'll be me pretending to be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Ever since I was a little boy, I've always liked football. <laughs> JD asks, who will be the top three wide receivers on the Packers and snap count by the end of the season? Follow-up sub-question, which rookie wide receiver gets more targets, Dobbs or Watson? Also, what are we calling him? Is it Dubs or Dobbs? It's Dobbs. Dobbs. I, yeah. Dobbs. We, we, we got yelled at a lot last week for pronunciation. My fault, since I famously don't listen to games, so I don't know how to pronounce anybody's name. Uh, but we got corrected. It, it is Yash. We will say Yash from this point forward. And it is Dobbs. Um, and he, he apparently doesn't... 
uh, correct people that often. He's kind of fine with whatever, but it's it's Dobbs. So we'll roll. So with it. for the, for the record, I was the only person to say Tunyon, and I was the only person to say Yash. Yes. So suck it. <laughs> uh, and Dobbs will have more targets. I think, kind of, no matter what. Even if they, uh, so Dobbs is good. So let's start from that baseline. So if Watson was a true, you know, late or early early second rounder, true like first round talent, maybe he would outdo it. But Dobbs is is quite good in his own right, even though he was later pick, and he runs the types of routes where he's going to get more targets. Watson is, even though I think he has more potential than this. Uh, probably likely to play the MVS role to the extent he's on the field, and that's going to limit his targets, whether he's good at it or not. So uh, I think it'll be Dobbs. Yeah, Watson's going to have like 18 yards per reception, yep. but only like 20 receptions. It'll, it'll probably look a lot like his North Dakota State stats, honestly. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Uh, well, also, Tyler, you skipped over two questions. Well, one. Wait, what? So, uh, JD one, is, one and a half. Oh, my gosh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, that's a, so um, up, up to Sam. Yeah, sorry about that. Wow, I was very excited about this one, too. <laughs> From Sam Klunder, I'm probably butchering that. I apologize. But if Aaron Rodgers is doing the podcast rounds and he got on RAE, oh God. what would be any three questions you would ask him? Should we all get a question? <laughs> okay, my question, number one, where do you get off? <laughs> no, honestly, my my... Okay, I've been saying it, no vid, no did, right? Like, Rogers claims to have added 100 pounds to his squat in the last year. (laughs) Switched from a straight bar to a safety squat bar, which is on average 10% harder. Aaron Rodgers, how in the hell do you think you can make that claim without posting vid? No vid, no did. What the farts? I think I would ask, um, how do you evaluate the veracity of sort of scientific claims in alternative media versus mainstream media and do you think that you give more credence to one over the other i want him to answer that i would ask which top three historical figures he would do ayahuasca with (laughs) (laughs) all good all right let me get these pulled up um let's go i bet i bet i can guess uh let's see it would be um (laughs) we can't verify it. (laughs) it would be it would be steve young uh gandhi (laughs) <laughs> and MLK. Uh, JD also said after his for his Dobbs or Watson question, this is a good question. So I don't. He really. No, really I think he was saying that to Sam. He question. was saying it to Sam's uh, question. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if he was trying to hype up his own question. Uh, let me go to this. PJ Wessels, uh, which Packers rookie are we too high on? Uh, I believe. Well, according to Justice, Dobbs is a Hall of Famer, so I think by definition, that's a little too high. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think we're pretty... I think we are restrained enough on all of the rookies that we're not really overrating any of them. Um, Dobbs is probably the the legit correct answer because he's a lower pick that we think will see a lot of time, and you know they do have three receivers ahead of him, technically speaking, so... Probably that, but it's not like we're super high on anybody that's not going to contribute. Like Zach Tom has been playing up, and um, I, I, I mean it was probably Tyler Goodson before today, <laughs> I guess. But uh, I'll go with Dobbs. I think that's probably the true answer. Um, also, Paul, by the way, Toure. Your answer's got to be Toure, Paul. I, but I, I'm reasonable on Toure. I mean, I, as we talked about last week, I thought he was going to get cut. <laughs> so it's not yeah. like I can be accused of overrating him too much. I, I know what he is. <laughs> I think he's, he's got potential. I think he could be good, but uh, he's he's not going to see a ton of time now. 
I also wanted to say if I ever got in a room with Aaron Rodgers to interview him, I would just run screaming out of it because um, I would be afraid he might have read my tweets about him and beat me up. So um, that's the true answer to the last question. Aaron Rodgers is absolutely the kind of person to to do research on whomever is going to interview him. Yep. Maybe he's he seen his my, own research. Maybe he's seen my song about him, and you know that's. The Aaron Rodgers Instagram is one of the greatest parody songs of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, my God. I feel like it got outdated really quickly because he went crazier after that. Like, I should do a part two sometime. <laughs> uh, Price Trosten uh, asked, do you think that Rodgers knows that some people aren't going to make the roster but likes them and pumps them up to media so they get picked up like Kumaro did? <laughs> Will his praise help Winfrey? So, I like this question because uh, does anybody have a theory on why he does this? Matt, you can go first. I think didn't you? Did you not have a theory? I thought you did. No, maybe Jr. Uh, so uh, do, does he do this to to pump up other people? Maybe it's Jr. Yeah, it was Jr. Because it was a psychotic theory. It was. Um, does he do this to get the other people on the team to play better since they know they have to beat the guy he's pumping up? Like, maybe I don't know. He's kind of a psychopath. So see, but it, under the psychopath theory, you could also say that it's people he knows are going to get cut. And then it gives him an axe to grind. Also a good theory. Uh, it, it's weird, though. Like, the people he picks to root for are are weird choices. And they kind of always okay. have been. Like, Jared Boykin was one of them a long time ago. It, in the defense of Aaron Rodgers praising people who get cut, he really liked Aberderis. And Why is Abby, that a defense, though? <laughs> Abby, if, if his brain wasn't made out of pillows and marshmallows like and could have stayed on the field... Like he would have been like he was dependable. Fine, he, he was open a lot, and he he went where Rogers wanted him to go. He listened to instructions. That's what Aaron wants: subservient wide receivers. My theory is that uh, he just thinks certain players need to pick me up or respond to praise, and that motivate them. And maybe those are the players he chose. They just needed it. It's probably as simple as that. It still seems weird that it's never like. No, God, damn it! This is Aaron Rodgers. You have to go with the weird, complex, cryptic answer. <laughs> yep, correct. Maybe so. That's probably a good Action. question. This is the question to ask him if if you get him on the podcast. Is uh, so you've 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 in preseasons uh, over the past you've praised Jared Boykin who got cut and Jake Kumaro who got cut and Juwan Winfrey who got cut and Jared Aberderis who got severely brain injured and then cut. Um, why do you pump those guys up and not the guys you're going to be playing? Like, that's the question. Well, also, the greatest Aaron Rodgers question of all time has already been asked by, uh, pardon my take. Yeah, once the only time we'll praise Barstool on here, but they did ask how many grandmas he's killed. and It, was... <laughs> it set him off. And he was pissed. He was mad. He was so mad. Yep, he was really, really mad. They did. I, I'm... I'm I will say I was still a little mad at them because he was mad and he said, I take this seriously. And they did not respond with, well, apparently not seriously enough to get the yeah. vaccine, oh, which they God. really should have. It was right there. Yeah, but see, even like as much crap as I'd love to give Barstool and do, Big Cat knows what he's doing and knew that Rogers would be the type to pull the plug if they pushed it too hard. Yep. yep. Um, Price. Added PS big thanks to Paul for his underworld REZ intro to last week's mini pod. Hey, no problem. I love that song, it's great. Brett Smith asked, Which position group surprised you the most in camp, and what is this Brewers score? I'm not a baseball guy, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't live in Chicago anymore, I don't go to baseball. It is the top of the ninth, and the Pirates are up four to two. 
which is not great. JR is probably very <laughs> angry right now. Um, I'm a little angry right now myself. It's the Pirates. They're very bad at baseball. Um, yeah, I love it. Also, shout-outs. Brett was the one who asked me about about Davis Mills' neck, right? Yeah, he was. Pretty sure. <laughs> I'm, not doing, I'm not doing the neck math, but, Brett, you're, you're a trooper, man. Position group that surprised me most in camp... Um, I'm outside linebacker. <laughs> I can't believe it exists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Pat O'Donnell, maybe. I, I guess I don't. Um, yeah. I, it's it's a it's a tough one because I think nobody really defied expectations that much. Um, I guess maybe the safety is because despite not having a lot of talent and only Abernathy's really left, um, they weren't too bad. They were actually okay with with middling talent there. Uh, not middling, kind of garbage talent there. Um, but that doesn't tell there you was the coverage, but I don't know if that's on these are corners. Well, I know one of them's on Carpenter, but yeah, uh, Terry Carpenter sucked. Um, that was not a surprise. <laughs> Very bad. Um, but I, I, I'm not really sure. Like the offensive line was, was good. That like Tom was good and Ryan was bad. Um, well, maybe Jordan love actually, <laughs> it was better than I yeah. thought it would be. I'll go with that. Um, jo- Jordan impressed enough to, 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 to make an impression on me. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have one. I guess I'll say running backs because even who was the other running back that did okay? BJ Baylor. Oh yeah, BJ Baylor yeah. with the big okay, like fifty-eight okay. yard catch or whatever it was. Yeah, we'll give him. We'll give him one. Yeah. How's that? Hype him up so he can find another team. Metabini. Nope, I'm good. You guys can. <laughs> <laughs> last, uh, last, last Patreon question uh, from Tyler Gibson. Great name, Tyler. Everyone knows. Uh, would you rather get high with? Uh, oh, I thought it was gonna say Brady. No, Joe Rogan or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that one's that's an easy that's an easy answer. It's Rogan. Well, okay. So okay. Once upon a time, oh goodness, uh, years years and years ago, I listened to Joe Rogan back when the entire podcast was just like maybe smoke some weed, maybe do some mushrooms sometimes. How about you eat some elk, swing a kettlebell, have a good time? Like that's what that podcast used to be before he went into the weeds and. Um, and there's there's one that he did with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is maybe the most insufferable human being on the planet. <laughs> and Rogan keeps it together and is just staring at him in awe every time deGrasse is like, like, I'm the smartest man ever. Let me tell you about this smart guy thing that actually has nothing to do with astrophysics. And then Rogan would be like, wow. Because Rogan can appreciate a conversation, whereas Rogers has to dominate it. I suppose. Uh, I th- This question would just be punishing me one way or the other. <laughs> I I hate Joe Rogan because like all he does is what um uh, not Art Bell, more like George Norrie used to do um on Coast to Coast. So, uh podcasts like Joe Rogan's podcast used to occur on terrestrial radio from midnight to 4 a.m. where <laughs> where cranks would call in and nobody would hear them except for people that wanted to make fun of them and that the world was much better for that. Um, just non-skeptical, say whatever you want, be like, oh, wow, really? That's very interesting. And uh, that that was fine. But having it be like a super popular thing with cultural gravitas is, is garbage. So um, I, I don't want to hang out with that. It would probably be Aaron because at least I could ask him football things, though he still might beat me up, but maybe not when he's high. So I'll go with Aaron. As a, uh, as a school employee, I'm going to abstain from this question. <laughs> Smart, very smart. Uh, um, 
so that's the end of Patreon. I did not get them in the actual rundown, but uh, I'm going to take over question asking really quick because we ha- we have three Twitter questions that are worthwhile. So uh, from from Jonathan Deal, where does Tyler Johnson stack up uh, to the receivers the Packers currently roster? Uh, and also, would you want the Packers to go through a couple years of mediocrity if it meant Jordan Love was the most bland person in the world and never did any podcast appearances? So. Um, <laughs> First one though, like where where would Tyler Johnson actually stand stack up um, with the current receivers? Wide receiver two, just cut cut Watkins. He's probably behind yep. Lazard and Dobbs on the outside, uh, and then you have Cobb, and then his backup Rogers, and then is Toure an outside or a slot? He's an outside. He, he outside, did outside. he did both in Nebraska, but he mostly played outside. I'm going to be honest, guys. Having two of the preseason games on Friday nights during Friday night football is brutal for <laughs> brutal. me. Thank God we're back to Sundays. I, I, I am with you on Tyler Johnson, though. The main reason I want him is because he can step in and replace Watkins immediately. And Watkins is a fine placeholder, but if you can do better, you should. Yep. Yep. Matt, any... any... Nope. No? Oh. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, I, was having, I was having too much fun laughing at, at Deal's second question. <laughs> it was good. It was good. All right. From, from Big Rig, trademarked. Do you think Rodgers will ever understand the irony of discussing safe spaces on only platforms he knows won't challenge him? No, 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 no one, no one ever, no one ever realizes that irony is really dead. Um, it, it hypocrisy and irony are dead. Just stick it, say what you want, and move on. Uh, all right. And last, David Collum. I like this one. People mention three percent of cuts are claimed. I think that's about right, anecdotally, but that's about right. But how many of those cuts are rosterable players, and what is the real percentage? Kind of like the distinction between regrettable and non-regrettable attrition. So uh, it's a, I think, selection bias question. Um, most of the people who are cut are cut because they're not good enough. Um, there is a subclass of those that are actually good slash rosterable. I think we all know Tyler Goodson will play in the league at some point. Um, so... What do you what do you think? Just you know, ballpark. What do you think the real percentage of rosterable guys out there um, are right now uh, of everybody who was cut today? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have said five percent, like probably, but I like round numbers. Yeah. So I bet it's more like ten. Like, yep. I, I bet it's I bet it's significantly higher than than the three percent to get recycled. I bet I bet there's a good chunk of them. I would say it depends on like the time frame you're looking at too. I mean, there's yeah. guys that get cut and bounce around and then finally find a home after like three seasons. Yep. So you yep. never know. It's a really hard thing to track too. Uh, you yeah. Know, there's no official like giant, huge NFL wide tracker of cuts and like at the yeah. end of the roster cuts and signings. It just really hard and there's, to do. There's guys that have already been on like three or four NFL teams this entire training camp. Yeah. Yep. They'll probably so the, find the Packers. Spot. Packers cut 20, 20 something people today, right? 22, 23. Yep. Give or take. So by your number, it would be two of those people on the, on the team. By my number, it would be one. Yep. Yep. All right, Matt, you're in charge of Discord. Okay. You wanted to do Discord? Yes. So we only had one Discord question. Um, shout out to local Pabs who asks a question every week and sometimes gets forgotten because <laughs> we forget to go into Discord. <laughs> um, Matt's in charge of Discord. Yell at him if it happens again. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is literally my job at ABC <laughs> to be in charge of the Discord. I'm awful. Uh, okay, so I mentioned in the Discord that uh, what Justice mentioned about special teams should get better because uh, starters will be playing on special teams. So Local Pab says, starters on special teams, colon, a good thing or a necessity because a problem that can't be addressed, question mark. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, um, I was first introduced to the concept of starters on special teams by Pete Carroll. Um, the Seahawks could have been a dynasty era teams had a lot of starters on special teams and people were like, Oh, don't you worry about fatigue and blah, blah. He's like, no, I worry about field position and like winning games. Yeah. Makes so, sense. Yeah. I like it. I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I, I think it is an, it is a necessity though. Yeah. It, special teams ideally is entirely backups, but um, that is not usually possible. And uh, you'll need to fill some gaps with some starters just to make things work. So, Yes. We are currently dealing with this very problem on our football team uh, about trying to balance starters. And I think it's different at the high school level when you guys have going two ways and you just need to find ways to get yeah. them rest. But, you know, this, this is the beginning woof. of Tyler's slow dis- becoming the next three year letterman. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you know how do you know how gut wrenching it is to have to help manage special teams and teach special teams as a Packers fan? Hey, Tyler. What's the penalty for uh, kickoff out of bounds in high school? Uh, I believe it's a 35-yard line. Okay. You ever consider doing it every time? Do it all time, yeah. Uh, we have started, what if we just punt out of bounds every time? So maybe the kickoff out of bounds isn't the worst idea. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I assume returns are more more frequent in high school, yeah. correct? So it would seem to me a, a smart idea to eliminate the, the, ups, the, you know, the offensive upside there and just get you guys a rest by... I'll tell you what. How about you pitch this to the varsity head coach so I don't get fired for this idea? So if, uh, if you give me a, if you give me the head coach's like contact information, I will absolutely um, do some research and do that. Yeah. Perfect. Also, if you have your your returns like plotted out, like average return, average beginning of return, that kind of thing, that would really help. Yeah. Like, hey, our kicker can only get it to the ten, and they're averaging uh, twenty yard returns. No, like, our our kicker's got a leg. That's the other crazy thing. It's just we have so a hard kick time. it out the back of the end zone, dingus. I bet it's not that close. Out of a leg. Oh yeah, okay. That's well, for cool. a fourteen-year-old. I'm pretty impressed that he can almost get it into the end zone. Let's be real. Nice. Yeah. Well, All almost right. only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, there, bro. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So before grenades, yep. before we go, uh, Tyler, I know you have something to plug. So what would you like to plug? Yeah, uh, science football comes out next week, which sounds again. After an entire year of doing that and interviewing smart people like Paul and Justin, with them. <laughs> but I'm very excited for that to come out next week. Um, I don't think you can do anything to support the Carmel Greyhounds football team, but uh, go Greyhounds! <laughs> um, rough start to the season, but we're gonna we're gonna bounce back. You'll be fine. Oh, and I'm back and I'm back writing an acting cat. Nice this year, so that was Pro- exciting news. Probably Woo. probably no more wing tea on the schedule. You should be okay. Oh, can we not talk about it? I. <laughs> I literally prepped an entire week for a wing T offense and I was seeing it in my sleep. <laughs> it's just when a team runs it from second grade until high school, they're just so decisive with it and it yep. drives you insane. Option football works great. If you run it, it does. I want, can we not talk about it? Uh, anymore? Matt, Matt <laughs> anything to plug? No, nothing to plug. Just uh, join the discord. Let's do that. Uh, yeah, let's, let's plug the Discord. That's right. That's fine. Enjoy the Discord. Love it. Um, I right. haven't I haven't ratioed any former NFL GMs this week. So <laughs> nice work. <laughs> All right, I will be writing. <laughs> 
for uh, the Shepherd Express again, doing game recaps for them uh, and for Acme Packing Company as well, and and doing the pod. So and all doing the tailgates again. Um, if you want your question answered on the podcast, and uh, you can guarantee that you do by going to Patreon.com/slash/MKTailgates and signing up at the five dollar or sorry, that's not right, two dollar level. Five dollar level gets you the RA mini pod that I do every week as well, and. Uh, Ryan Topps minor league extra. If you like minor league, or if you want to know about the Brewers prospects, not if you like minor league baseball. Everybody likes minor league baseball. Um, but uh, go ahead and head over and do that as well. Um, once the season starts, especially if you play fantasy, the mini pod is uh, really worth your time. So check that out. Uh, until then, we'll be back. We'll be back next week to preview the Minnesota Vikings as the season actually gets started. Puzzle